You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 14th of July, 2016, and as I say every week, summer is almost over. Get out there and enjoy it while you still got it. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And it's been another one of those weeks. It's been an action-packed week in the search and digital community, and we've got an amazing guest today. We have the one and only David Ogletree. Long time at CEO Digital Marker. Um, going to be joining us after first break. David Davies, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing fantastic. You know what? I, I'm in I'm in Whistler again, so that's always good. Um, and uh, taking the day off to from biking to uh, chat with you and and our our awesome listeners, and then okay, uh, back to right, right now. And I actually, I, I, you know what? I've got a Davies family skeptic. In the house with me right now, someone who doesn't actually believe that you and your wife and your two kids would go to the top of Whistler Mountain, get on bikes, point them downwards, and just go. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't blame her. It seems a, a little, uh, a little silly sometimes to me too. But, but then I do it anyway. Toronto's <laughs> all like GoPro, or it never happened. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to get some shots for her tomorrow. Okay, excellent. You guys be safe. Like that sounds like a crazy thing to do, but I mean, obviously, I mean, you survived thus far, right? <laughs> Indeed, that's all that counts. But we got a lot of news. We've got an awesome guest. I think uh, today's guest is going to be a, an awesome step. Uh, you know, sort of, sort of bridge. Uh, we uh, had the had the chance to chat with Larry Kim, uh, and we were talking more. You know, some, some sort of. Big searchings are launching. Uh, my hope today is that we can really pull out some some action items and some specific tips and tricks from somebody who does AdWords training. And then you know, I love I love meet some AdWords, so I, I'm super excited about today's show. Super excited to have David on. But we've got some news to cover before we get to that. Where do you want to start, Jim? 
Okay, where do I want to start? I want to start where we've been starting for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and, you know, so many weeks that I don't know exactly how many weeks. So I'm going to go with uh, Barry Schwartz's estimate. And Barry Schwartz says it has been one year nine mo- and nine months. So over 90 weeks, almost 21 months since Google ran the last Penguin update, you know, otherwise known as Penguin 3.0. Of course, you know, Google's been saying for months and 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 some more months that it's going to be running any minute now. But, you know, a week ago, Google confirmed that, in fact, Panda 4.0, or sorry, Penguin, call it, has not launched yet. And so Barry has decided to commission a poll. It's running at uh, seroundtable.com right now and, you know, Folks, go vote in it. Do you think Google will run Penguin ever again? What do you, do you say, think, Dave? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm part of the 57.38% that Is it really going to happen or what? I do. I do. I, like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely on the it, it'll happen. It has to. They have to let those people who've been hit with link-based penalties, what, now almost two years ago, they have to give them an out, right? Like, We've talked about this before. They have to have. So even if it was just something that cleared that slate, um, which I would call a quasi-penguin, I guess, they have to run something like it. The part of this poll I'm, I find sort of most entertaining, though, is the 12.75% that answer, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> All right, okay, well, there well, you go. You obviously aren't an SEO for other clients, and you... Uh, haven't been hit by any any issues. Like you don't have any lingering issues because otherwise you wouldn't be in that camp. But um, you know, good view. And yeah, heck, there's a lot of people who probably have never even been through a, a penguin update, right? Like you, you think about it. Yeah, it's been a year and nine months. There's probably a lot of people who are newer to the industry than that who've just never even. They're like, I don't really understand what this penguin thing is. My sites are newer than that, and they're ranking just fine. Yeah, well, there you go. Good for you. But wait. Uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I wish I was one of them. Okay, so you're on the yes camp, and, you know, about 57 and a third, 57.33% of the voters agree with you. I'm in the no camp. I think that, you know, I think they've been trying really hard to get Penguin together, but they just haven't found the right formula yet. They're not going to release until they find the right formula, and I'm pretty sure that they broke themselves leading up to Penguin. of the uh, voters agree with my side. No, they're not going to run it again. And as you said, just under 13% are, well, I don't know, and I don't care. Um. (laughs) So so in that event, Jim, what do you think is going to happen with the the languishing? Like, certainly they're going to have to address these sort of legacy sites that that have issues that are based on previous penguin updates or manual actions that we're waiting for a penguin clearance. Well, what do you think? How, how do you think they'll address that if, if they don't ever run a penguin update again? Okay. I think they're going to have to run a 3.5 version, whatever they got in the hop. Remember, you remember back in December, they were going to release something. It was imminent, but they didn't want it because it was, you know, um, holidays, Christmas time. And the last time they did that, they upset people. Yep. I think they actually really did have something ready to run, but again, they just it just wasn't it wasn't clicking the right buttons during the testing phase. I suspect, like as you said, there's a lot of people who've been out there for almost two years now, who for whatever reason, be it 
you know, bad behavior on their or their webmaster's part or, by mistake, got caught in this very big wide net we call Penguin. And you're right, they're suffering still. Uh, a couple things to consider. Like, like, and I think you just nailed it a few, a few sentences ago when you said, you know, there are some SEOs in the business now who've never faced a Penguin update. <laughs> so what about those businesses that got super screwed by the last Penguin update? There is a high likelihood that we can just call them collateral damage. They don't exist anymore. They've been obliterated. Google didn't right. intend to obliterate them. It just sort of happened, you know, because they were um, swimming in the ocean right beside the bad guys, and they all got caught in the same net. Um, they got it. I mean, they and and, and they got to try to um, sort out the mess that was made. Also, all these people, I mean, just think of the gajillion disavows you've put in in the last year and nine months. That has to go, those have to go somewhere. Those have to do something. They're just sort of sitting in the hopper right now being considered versus being considered on an old algorithm that Google itself says isn't quite functional. I mean, it confuses the heck out of me there. Um, yeah, I think they got to run something, but I don't think it's going to be Penguin 4.0. I don't think that they've got it. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. Um, but you know what, Jim? Speaking of, of going, I mean, I, I've got a, a Pikachu just outside my house, so I'm going to have to go on hold because it's got higher engagement than I'm guessing our show right now, given that it's beating now Facebook and Twitter. Um, what, do, what do you think? We we got to talk a little bit about Pokemon Go here. Of course, uh, we got to talk Pokemon Go. What do you think? What do you think? Is how do you think of the marketing angle? Of, like, let's just talk marketing. You can get outside the do I like the game, do I not? But um, the the marketing angle and, and the speed with which local businesses quickly, you know, there there are ways to lure Pokemon are called the lures specifically enough, um, you know, and, and, and the speed with which they jumped on that and went, all right, we're just going to keep planting these things right in our location and, uh, and keep attracting them here. I'm impressed at how quickly a lot of them uh, jumped on that. What do you think? Okay, one, I'm too old to have ever understood Pokemon in the first place. I don't get it. I don't get it all. <laughs> I don't get it at all. <laughs> I think so you're not going to catch them all? Yeah, I, I tried to make a joke on that. You see, it's I'm so old, I can't even make a joke on that. But I think this is um, a uh, phenomena. Um, like, I might have a problem with Pokemon. I got a serious problem with the privacy implications of this game. But when a phenomena is facing you in the face, staring you in the face, you can't just ignore it, right? So right. anyone who's been working in augmented reality, who's been thinking of marketing through augmented reality, or just thinking of dipping their toe into that world, I think that Pokemon Go has proven that if you have a concept that people can seriously relate to, and I think of all the, all the uh, 20, 30, and early 40-somethings who grew up on Pokemon, um, my, uh, my, 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 my girlfriend actually, you know, somehow played this poker version of Pokemon and helped put herself through university on it. All those people who relate to this game are loving it. They're, they're eating it up. They're uh, going into small businesses. They're um, getting out into exploring environments that they've never explored before, even though it was like actually right next door to them. 
One thing I find really interesting is the very first major partnership that Nintendo is going to be getting into over Pokemon Go is with McDonald's. Apparently McDonald's is going to be converting all of its locations into gyms, into Pokemon training gyms, which I think is rather ironic. Um, Something else that I'm finding ironic about it, looking through TechCrunch, and they've, they've listed off the Android installs and daily active users. Something else that I find really kind of humorous here is that of all the countries, New Zealand and Australia are coming in first, then the United States, Netherlands, Canada are, are coming in after that for installs. These are countries beating the United States or, or close to them um, in installs and daily active users, it's not actually officially available in any country outside the United States. So actually two countries with more daily active installs and users, um, it's actually not available there yet. Now, I'm, <laughs> not looking, I'm not looking at that article. Are those raw numbers or is that like per capita? It's per capita. It's it's percentage of, of current installs of Android users and daily active users of Android. So percentage of... Um, you know, the population. Um, and it is beating them in, in beating the United States is being beaten by two countries. It's not available there. It's, it's, you're going in through the APK. Basically, you can get the file. Um, I have it on, on my phone. Um, and you can just sort of go in through the back door, download the file, and, and sort of put it in, you know, sideways into your Android. And it, it works just fine. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of a roundabout way, but I do find it interesting that actually there are countries where it's a bigger phenomenon per capita where it's not yet available um, than, than it is in the United States. And clearly it's, it's hugely popular in the United States with 10.81% of all Androids, uh, you know, using this. And as, as we've talked about earlier on the show, and as it has been talked about many times, I'm sure for our listeners have, have heard or read about it, is the engagement level. The amount of time people are spending on it um, is, is quite high. Um, quite high. Um, and a lot of the, there, there's actually, a, and I saw it just yesterday, there are actually people who you can hire who will log in to your profile for you. Um, you know, assuming you've created sort of a fake profile that doesn't give them access to all, all your Google stuff. They will actually log in and go and capture Pokemon. And there's things like that you're hatching that take, you need to have walked five kilometers for this egg to hatch or, or whatnot. And they will actually do this for you. So there's now a sub market of mainly students were coming in charging, you know, $20 an hour and they'll just walk around catching Pokemon for you or walk around hatching your eggs or whatever. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. It's quite a phenomenon. It, okay. So here's a qu- the question I think that marketers need to be asking. Is this fad going to last or are you jumping onto something that is exciting today and to be gone tomorrow? The one thing that I think is, uh, is clear and obvious. Um, this is the first big augmented reality game that's just, I mean, mass adoption doesn't describe what's happening with Pokemon Go right now. Um, that, well, that is receiving a accelerated version of mass adoption. I think this is a launching point for some very interesting things coming up in marketing and in culture. Um, now, I don't understand Pokemon. I certainly don't understand Pokemon Go, but I do understand proof of concept. And this is complete proof of the augmented reality concept. Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, and I think that's a great, a great term to use as proof of concept. And one of the things that occurs to me in this one um, is 
I believe not just that it's a proof of concept for developers going, hey, augmented reality games work. Great. Okay, that proof of concept is there. Um, but actually, techno different technologies, I think, will be born of this. When you look at something as simple as, and it sort of died on the table in, in a lot of ways, but Google Glass, right? Like having, you know, who wants to wear that? Well, if all of a sudden we're looking at Pokemon Go as a proof of concept on game, does it now all of a sudden make more sense that those technologies would evolve when people are like walking around you know, looking at Pokemon in the real world on their phone to actually now that they could see an actual use of this and go, oh, okay, well, when I put these glasses on, I can just see them um, there. You know, like a, you know, so, a bad uh, Colin and I went to something. the store today, uh, earlier today, okay? We're on our way back to my house, and we pass uh, three different groups, three different pairs of people, all staring, both, you know, both people are staring at their phone walking forward. Yeah, I turned to Sean and said, "You know what? I'm. I bet there's, there's a Pokemon near here somewhere." I live in an insanely busy section of Toronto. One of these kids is going to get themselves schmucked by a car any second now. So yeah, I would rather see them doing this through Google Glass than doing it looking at their phone screen because one of these dumb <laughs> kids is about to become like you know road meat. Um, right. And you know like. Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably much safer playing through a device like Google Glass than uh, looking at looking on your telephone. Now, now, friends, don't go out there taping your telephone to your to your sunglasses because that <laughs> kind of defeats the point. Um, but yeah, the, 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 let's see if we're talking about this next week and the week after. That's the true test, I think. Yeah. Okay, we got somebody waiting in the wings. We have da uh, David Ogletree waiting in the wings. And for you know, folks who haven't heard of David, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say a lot more. I'll, I'll wait till the introduction in a few moments. But I'm going to say this is a truly remarkable man. Um, somebody who, when David speaks, I pay attention. This, this guy knows, knows his environment and knows marketing. We're going to jump to a break in just a second, but before we do, um, do you use Majestic, Dave? I do, yeah. Okay, everybody uses Majestic. If you don't use Majestic, it's definitely one of the tools that should be in your tool set. And one of the cool things about Majestic, and then all of the tools in the in the SEO industry, is if, uh, if you've been around long enough, you know the people who made them. You meet them at conferences, or you met them at conferences, or like us, you came up in the industry with them. One of those fellows is uh, Dixon Jones. Uh, Dixon Jones is, um, you know, the chief marketing officer, and uh, he poo poo this, but but I, I, I think he is also, you know, as close to being a founder of Majestic as you can possibly be without being the founder yourself. And today, Majestic was uh, was uh, uh, granted. Granted, they won a. They're based in the UK, incidentally. They won a Queen's Award for uh, for for business innovation. As we speak right now, our friend Dixon Jones is um, nervously waiting in line to meet the Queen, and he will be dining at a state reception at Buckingham Palace. Um, he he. he he might be confusing his uh, finger bowl for soup right now, for all I know. But <laughs> actually, Dixon wouldn't make that mistake. The guy down beside him, when Dixon would politely correct him, because that's the kind of guy Dixon is. Um, anyway, 
I don't know if it's Sir Dixon Jones from this point forward or not. I don't think he's actually being knighted, but I'm going to call him Sir Dixon from this point forward, just because it's fun. <laughs> congratulations, Dixon. Congratulations, congratulations Sir Dixon. Well-earned. Uh, well Absolutely well-earned. On that, speaking of earning, we got to do some earning for Cranberry. we got to go to a break here on uh, Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. But we're going to be coming back with a truly remarkable digital marketer, David Ogletree. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It's the 14th of July, 2016. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Cranberry, Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 14th of July, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. 
joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And on our show today, sitting in the guest seat, right across from me all the way down in Texas, we have the truly remarkable webmaster, David Ogletree from uh, WME, WME Training, Web Marketing Experts Training. David, welcome to Webcology. Thank you. It's nice to be back on Webmaster Radio, or Cranberry Radio now. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the formerly Webmaster Radio, now Cranberry. Um, you've been on the network before, but I'm, I'm not sure you've ever been on our show before. No, I have not. Well, that's an oversight. I'm glad we fixed. Yeah. Hi. It's been years. I, I, it's it's got to be, what, five, uh, six, seven years since we've been oh. in the same room? Probably, yeah. I kind of dropped out for a little while. <laughs> well, I guess the, the, the best opening question is, how you been doing? Doing good. Uh, as, as some people may know, I started off uh, doing SEO. Uh, I used to have a, an SEO company and uh, made a lot of money doing that, so I took some time off and uh, decided to come back doing uh, pay-per-click. So I started a pay-per-click uh, training company. Uh, I kind of, I really didn't like the consulting so much, and I just, every time I've ever had a job, it's, it's, I always end up training people, and I, I love training. So um, I just love talking about marketing. I love it. What is WME training? What's its model? Who are you, who are you training? Um, how are you finding them, etc.? I do a lot of small to medium-sized businesses. Um, I do a lot of AdWords advertising, and um, I deal with company owners or um, somebody who runs the marketing in a company. Like I deal with um, you know, a company that owns a, a whole bunch of dealerships, uh, motorcycle dealerships here in Houston, and so he's in charge of all the different stores. And so he came to me, and I trained him. And another girl did a – they sell lounge shares in the pool. And so we you – know, I deal with all kinds of different stuff. I deal with doctors and lawyers and dentists and all kinds of different people. And just to, you know, just to help them. A lot of times they're paying somebody already, and they don't want to uh, – they don't want to pay so much for the adverts advertising budget. You know, they want they want to pay just Google, not someone else to do it themselves. And so I show them how to do that, and also help people who want to get into the industry. You know, recent college grads that have a marketing degree and they want to learn how to how to do adwords to get a job in the industry, and just pretty much anybody who wants to know adwords. So I, which which leads me. I mean, I, I was I was really looking forward to having you on uh, for our, for our regular listeners. You know, we had on. Uh, Larry Kim a few weeks ago, but there we were talking more about some of the new features um, that were being launched and stuff. And I was like, okay, I really want to show, and this is why I thought of inviting you on. I really want to show focused on, hey, what are what are some action items? Let's actually talk about um, some of the issues that you find. Hey, you do training, <laughs> like you know, you're going in and seeing all these issues. You do consulting, you you see these issues. So let me start with the the, the simplest question, and we'll go from there. You're going into different scenarios, car dealership, for example, or or whatnot. What is one of the most common things that you're seeing where you're like, oh, you are just burning through money unnecessarily? What's something that most of our listeners are probably doing, anyone that's involved in AdWords? If, if they're not just properly trained, they jumped in there and thought they'd do it and didn't bother taking any training or, or, and that sort of thing. What's, what's the most common mistake you think they're probably making? Um, well, it's hard to, there's two major ones that it's hard to pick the best. Um, so I'll mention both of them. The biggest one, of course, is not using negative keywords. That is huge. Um, I see, I mean, it's so common. You see people who either aren't using them at all or set up a few negative keywords at the beginning and haven't looked since. Um, like somebody who is going after, um, home buyers, you know, so they're trying to find people that are buying homes for mortgages or something. Well, 
they didn't put rent as a negative keyword. They do not want to talk to anybody who's looking to rent a house, but yet they're, they paid $2,500 last month on the words with the word rent in it. So that is probably the biggest one I see. And the other one yeah. is, of course, the biggest one, I, or kind of the same biggest one, is um, just you go in the account and it's just a whole bunch of ad groups full of a whole bunch of broad match keywords that all look about the same. And, um, and that goes with the negative as well. So they end up with ridiculous kinds of stuff because you you know with broad match you have to be really careful with that because you'll end up with you know stuff that's not even remotely related to it google when they say broad they mean broad you know. <laughs> they, they do so let's talk about because you, you mentioned something and I, I i'm with you i think it's probably one of the the biggest pet peeves whenever you walk into any campaign set up so we're talking about ad groups and you're saying and, and they look pretty similar which is is clearly not the approach for an ad group or, or you know a campaign grouping or whatnot so for, for, for our listening audience, you're setting up your campaign or you're just auditing your own campaign. You're going in there. What, what am I looking at when I'm doing an ad group? What, what is it actually built to do and how should I be separating my keywords into ad groups? Right. Well, an ad group is a collection of keywords and um, ads. So you have to design the ad that go with those keywords. And it goes with the quality score as well. Google wants to make sure that if someone types in a keyword – that the ad goes with it. What I always tell people, so they hope they understand it a little better, is that no matter what is typed into Google, you have to treat it as if it's a question. So if you type in uh, Honda CRX, then the question really is, show me something about Honda CRX. You have to have the implied question. So everything is always a question, and does your ad answer that question? So that is the biggest thing. So if you're using broad match, there's a pretty good chance that a whole bunch of those keywords are not going to match that ad. So you have to make sure you have enough keywords and enough ad groups that you, know, that you make sure you always answer that question correctly so that your CTR and your quality scores are going to be better. So, I mean, something that we hit, and that, that's a great, I mean, uh, just for our listeners, I, I'm going to launch into another question, but just to make sure that, that everybody understands. What we're, what we're actually talking about here is the, the more fine-tuned we can get in our ad group, in our keywords, because you're, you're talking about broad and how they just sort of explode out. So if you're fine-tuning your ads, um, or your um, keywords a little tighter than, than just, you know, a few broad match terms, and you're tying those to your ads properly connected to... Um, you know, answering the implied question that those keywords are, are you know, sort of gearing the, the user towards, you're actually going to reduce your spend per click. Is that, right. is that what I'm understanding? And, and basically, you can get more for less if you just do it right. Right. You want to get the most out of your, uh, you know, like on my ad, on the, like I'm a sponsor of Webmaster Radio or Cranberry Radio. And, and one of the things I say in there is, you know, I, I read that 25% of people, people are wasting 25% of their spend. And that's one of the reasons, you know, you're, you're um, you're getting clicks you don't want, or you're getting too many clicks you too many clicks that you don't want. Um, quality score can affect that. You know you can be in. You know if you're you know if you know how quality score works, it can affect how much you're paying. It doesn't really. You know you have to raise your price to be in the same place and that kind of stuff. So it really can reduce your costs tremendously, especially if you're running out of budget. And that's another thing I run into almost every account on small businesses. I see the little orange limited by budget, and so I always try to help them fix that. You know. Um, what is one of the things, because where I was going to go, and it's just not being done quite as elegantly as I would have liked, so pardon, it's going to be a quite a segue here, but what is one of the big pet peeves you have? We all have many of them for Google. Um, sort of, we, we all know, and one of them to, to me is that, 
you know, without going in and understanding you need to, when you're in mobile, you actually have to go in to block apps. There's no just easy way to do it. You have to block the domain that the apps are being called from. If you want to block your ad from appearing on mobile apps, um, what's, what's yours, what's your, your big pet peeve on the Google side where it's like, if you don't know specifically that you can or should be doing this, um, that you're going to be burning through budget, burning through clicks that may not be, you know, it's obvious, but it's not really your fault. You don't know how Google just hasn't made it obvious. Something like blocking mobile apps uh, or blocking ad for mobile apps through the uh, display network, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've actually just recently started dealing with some of what that specifically, um, how you, you know, I ran a display network and, um, you know, you, you look in your um, the placements and sh- showing where you're showing at and, all, and almost all the top places say app, 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 you know, and so you have to go in and block you know, several, it, it's, it, it's, you have to do it several different ways. Like you have to go into and block a certain domain name and you have to block uh, that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things I don't like about Google, one of the things that they do, not necessarily inside of AdWords, but the fact I've, I've always had kind of had a problem with the fact that, um, you know, if I do a search for uh, cars and then I go do a search about something else, Google will still keep showing me ads about cars. And, um, and there's no way to turn that off. It's kind of annoying. I, I really don't like that when, um, you know, I'm at, I, I only want to show up for these things. I really don't want to follow them around, you know, or at least I'd like to have the choice to do that, to turn that on or off. That's, that's one of the big ones I, I don't really like. Okay, well, I want to jump in and ask a question that's, that's kind of in the same vein. Um, instead of something you really dislike about Google, what is a feature you find yourself coming back to for yourself or your clients over and over and over again that you know is going to be a winner? Well, you know, I mean, Google AdWords is just really powerful. Um, I like all the features, and it's it's nice. That, I mean, I'm, I mean, I used to work in AdWords back in uh, 2003. You know, when there wasn't all these all these features, and I've been doing it since then. Um, you know, I, I actually worked with Overture back in the day, and and so it's yeah. <laughs> so it's it's nice now to have all the features that they. It's just so powerful. Um, I can go in and I love being able to see specifically what happens during the hour of the day or the day of the week or um, being able to download everything I want to. You know, I, I constantly am downloading reports and putting them in Excel and doing pivot tables, you know, um, especially with uh, regional stuff. I can download you know, the, the geographic report. And then I can really mess around with it in a, with a pivot table, and that's just so it's so powerful. I mean, I love the download feature. That's a, that's a big favorite of mine. So over the years, as you said, you've been you've been working in the environment since um, well, you said Overture. So we're yeah. putting you we're putting you back in two thousand and two here. Yeah, back when the penny clicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when you get back, back. <laughs> indeed. Um, as the systems become easier or more complex, okay. Let me rephrase the question. Obviously, the systems have grown in complexity. Is it easier to jump in the industry today than it was, say, 10 years ago, or is there a steeper learning curve today? There's definitely a steeper learning curve. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on your goals. I mean, um, I've seen people get into this as a professional and still don't know half the features in there. Um, the bar is not too high at some companies. Uh, that, you know, they have They have one expert that really knows everything, and then they hire a bunch of people that know a little bit and they just train them or help them along. So it depends on where you want to get into the industry. Getting directly into industry, you can. Um, a lot of companies will you know, pay you to, co- to come and learn. But it, it is really difficult. I mean, there really are, 
I mean, like I have eight hour classes and, um, at, at a time. And I've actually only once done a full eight hours, uh, generally about halfway through. They're like, can we split this into another day? Um, cause their brain's about to melt, you know, <laughs> covering so many features. I mean, I've been working with it so long and, and I do have a, I have a natural ability with AdWords. It just seems to come to me. I don't know why, but it's, it seems to be hard for some people to get some of the concepts because it seems so complex. And then that's one of the reasons Google is redesigning things because they just kind of, here is a new feature. Let's throw it in here. You know, it, 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 it's not really organized very well and um, you have to really know where things are. And uh, so that, that's what is one of the things that I, I would suggest Google has done 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 quite well is they're making it easy for people to learn, or easy, I should say easier for people to learn. There are Google – I mean Google's throwing courses in just about every major city in North America, very likely in Europe as well. Um, is there a certain Google course or a Google session that you've been to that just produced those light bulb moments for you, one that really, really stood out as a, a must-take course? Um, well, mine, of course, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, <played. laughs> well, you know, I, I am actually, very, um, self-taught. Um, I have never actually been to a, a Google course, so I, it's really hard for me. I know there are a couple of uh, video courses out there from different providers and I've actually had people come in who have gone through all those courses and they've listened to the, um, the different ones from the different video course companies out there. And, um, and they come in and they, they still want to take my course and they come in with a, you know, a, a spiral notebook full of questions that they, you know, they still weren't answered. Um, taking these video courses is kind of hard because you can't ask questions and have them tell you the answer right back. You know, it seems kind of nebulous. And, uh, I've always had a hard time with those kind of things myself. I always have to go in and figure it out and ask somebody and tell me how to fix it. Just, just to be clear, I wasn't trying to recommend other competing courses. I was no, I meant from Google specifically. You know, just oh to, yeah! Sorry right, about yeah. that. I didn't want to be in that position, David. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know what? I am so embarrassed that I'm going to uh, I, I, I'm going to follow Studio's uh, suggestion to go hide under a rock for about two minutes. We got we got to take a break. Uh, can we get, get you to stick around for a couple minutes? We got to take a break here on sure. uh, Cranberry. Um, do what you pay us for. Play commercials. Um, so, friends, uh, you're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. Our guest is a Cranberry sponsor and a master trainer, David Ogletree. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOG Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media. We're going to be right back with Webcology right after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Rock stars, coaches, shoe monies. You'll find them here. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Crybury.fm. We're into our last segment on the 14th of July, 2016. Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing and, uh, and I are joined by David Ogletree from... Uh, web marketing experts training. Uh, you might you might have just heard their commercial a few moments here on uh, on Webcology. And uh, David, while we were on break, you write into our our, our 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 chat area that you have a few more top mistakes. Uh, something that did you hear something in the commercial or something? Oh no no, I was just talking about. Um yeah, you know, we were talking about different things that I see people are doing, and uh, I had a few more. I had a list of a couple of things that I was planning on talking about if you wanted to. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. What? Okay, so Dave asked you much earlier in the show. What are some of the the, the top mistakes people make in their uh, in their AdWord campaigns? Um, what do you got? What, what, what are you thinking? Um, well, actually, one of the first things I always check when I look at an account is the delivery method, because um, default the default's the standard, which means Google is going to randomly turn on and off your 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 account depending on uh, you know trying to keep up with your your budget, and so what I always tell people is to always 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 set that to advanced and and uh, manage your budget another way. That's that's always the worst way to manage your budget budget because you're essentially just randomly turning it on and off, which is not very useful. You want to figure out the best way to turn it on and off. You know, use it by schedule, use it by uh, modifying your bids. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to reduce your costs, but randomly turning it off is the worst way to go. Okay, well, what's what, so what, what, just what? For, for 
um, for our listeners. Now, you're, you're talking about doing this manually. Now, are, are you thinking along the tangent, something like it, because you, you touched on modifying bids, just sort of setting up rules going, you know what, I always want them to show or I want to manage this, but I know I don't tend to get a lot of sales in the morning, but I don't want to totally shut it off. So I'm going to drop my, which you can do, I'm going to drop my bids by 50% between midnight and you know, lunchtime and then kick it up a notch at lunchtime and let it go back to a hundred percent or raise it to 80% then, and then raise it to a hundred after dinner, whatever your, your schedule is and whatever options are unlimited. Um, (laughs) Is that sort of what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and there's, like I said, there's a zillion different ways to do this. I mean, that's not the only way. Um, uh, The point is, is that um, it's always better for you to have control. Even with SEO, I've always said you want to make sure that you control what's going on. You need to be in the driver's seat all the time. Don't don't let Google make decisions for you if you because you can make them smarter than a robot, you know, And, and so you can modify your bids. You can stop your, you know, like you just said, running at different times of the day. Um, you can, you know, reduce which keywords you're using, use negative keywords, reduce your posi- average position. I mean, there's a zillion different ways to, to do this. I mean, that, there's all the settings in AdWords are designed for doing that purpose. We are getting down to our last five minutes. I have, I got a feeling like, uh, like Dave Davies and I have um, rapid-fire questions lined up for you. We're not going to be able to get to them. What other ways, If really quickly, Dave, because I have one more question I, wa- I want to have uh, before we go. What other ways are good to manage your account and manage your spending, if you could do that very quickly? What do you mean, like a different software? or No, 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 no. Just, just features in, uh, in, uh, in the AdWords environment that users can use to uh, really manage their budgets without, getting, uh, without having Google turn on their ads at the most appropriate time for Google's pocketbook. Right. Well, I mean, the, the list, I'll go through the list quickly, you know, modifying your schedule, um, stopping or stopping your ads different times of the day on purpose, um, based on, you know, the dimensions tab, running reports and seeing how you've done in the past, um, run tests. And this, if, you, if you're just starting out, maybe run tests, only run it during certain times of the day for a week and see how that goes and then switch around. Um, you can... Um, Modify, you know, if you notice that mobile is not doing for you, and you could just, uh, you know, reduce your mobile bid as well. Also, um, location is a big one. You can actually go into the locations tab under settings, and you can modify, you know, uh, the bid, you know, the bid modifier uh, percentage less or percentage more of how much you're going to spend in a particular city, or even a zip code for that matter. You can actually look through those reports and see how they're going, and and uh, you know, reduce your bids. Really quickly, do you have any thoughts on CPA bidding? Um, it, you know, it really it can be helpful. Um, it, it, a lot of times people will um, kind of try it out and see if it works for them. Um, I like to have more control. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of a control freak, so I, I generally try to avoid that kind of thing. But if generally I'll do that when I've got the account running as best as I possibly can and then see if I can you know, use Conversion Optimizer or uh, you know, have Google start mod- you know, moving my bids around. Sometimes that really does work and sometimes it doesn't. You just have to test it. Just like anything in AdWords, you can't just turn something on and hope it works. You have to you know, see how it worked and test it. Okay, they were probably about two minutes away from the hook. Uh, is there anything on the horizon in the in the Google or the big environments that you know that excites you that that makes you think, "Wow, this is going to be great! I can't wait to to do that to use this." Well, when I watched that, um, you know, the big announcement a few weeks ago, whenever it was, uh, you know, the Google 
announced all the new features and stuff. The biggest thing that I am so excited about is, and I've been asking for it for years, was the ability to bid on tablets. You know, I can modify my bid on tablets because it's always been torture. They show you that data, but say, ha ha, you can't do anything about it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's always, I've always been, that's just the worst tease ever. Like, here's this neat little report. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> so that's been exciting. Nope. The last I saw you, and we're into our last second. So the last I saw you, you were uh, using a tablet very, very heavily because you're legally blind. I didn't tell our listeners that earlier. That's right. Yeah, I, um, I actually have an iPad Pro, the big one, and uh, I love it. I was, I got to say, I was absolutely, truly amazed at how you use this this large, large iPad. Yeah. Um, Basically, as your computer seeing device, your computerized seeing device, it is phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm also I also use uh, monitor arms for comp- desktops. I will actually have the monitor on arm, and it it brings the, the the thing right to my eyes, so it's like three or four inches away. And I recently got a a thing for my laptop. I have a MacBook Pro, and, and it's like a little tray, and so my face is like right in the. I can actually get in there. It's really nice. Well, in 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 opening the show. Aside from the breadth of knowledge, the end of just the sheer amount of time you spend in our industry, David, um, at the opening of the show, I uh, told listeners that you were a truly remarkable webmaster. Um, Thank you. And again, beyond the, uh, the breadth of knowledge you have in your time in the industry, that's it. This is a webmaster who, you know, is legally blind and is, you know, able to accomplish phenomenal business on the web. David Ogletree from... Uh, web market web marketing experts training. Thank you so much for joining us on on Webcology on Cranberry.fm. And of course, on behalf of the whole Cranberry family, thanks for the sponsorship, bro. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks. Friends, that was David Ogletree, um, founder of Web Marketing Experts Training. I think we're pretty much towards the end of the show. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm on the uh, 14th of July, 2016. want to thank uh, Dave, David, and uh, Sir Brasco. Uh, like to remind friends to stick around cranberry.fm. There's amazing content coming up after the news, and we'll be talking to you next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 